Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Hello, all you friendly Force users, and welcome to another episode of Echo Station Podcast, the Mando Fetso. I am Ian, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Chris. Hello, friends. And today, we're talking about episode two and episode three of The Mandalorian. Uh, Both great in their own rights, but I think we like episode three better. I think we have some obvious favorites. Is there is that a clear consensus that we like episode three better than episode two? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I hate to say that I have a favorite child, but clearly I have a favorite child. Yeah, it's the third one right now, at least, <laughs> at least. Um, but before we do that, we got a little bit of news. Um, let's start with the cherry stuff first. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So Hasbro has uh, officially announced new Black Series figures, and they've finally announced that they're doing an Asajj Ventress Black Series figure. She's beautiful. After years of fans, like, clamoring and saying they want this, they're finally getting it. It's gonna be great. Uh, Oh, I was so happy to finally see this, because I'm like, oh, good. They're actually recognizing this character more. Yeah, I think it's one I might have to add to my collection. Agreed. I've been uh, trying to not buy so many figures, but I'm like, eh. Well, now we just need her as a uh, Funko Pop, and then everything <sighs> will be fine. It'll be so cute. Everything will be fine and dandy. So, um, go to the uh, Hasbro uh, Instagram page, and they've shown off a bunch of the new figures. Uh, there's like a Moff Gideon, there's um, new Stormtroopers, uh, I believe there's a Jawa, I think, or something. I don't know. But one that obviously we care about is the Ventress figure. Everything else yes. can burn in a fire. We don't care. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's, it's whatever. Um, yep. We know that Jaws are very flammable from episode four. So This is true. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> in other news. Oh. oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. All right. Uh, so strap in, folks. Um. <laughs> all right so if you listened to our rumors and um uh gossip episode about the mandalorian then this is this kind of ties back into that circling back a bit here um so our 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 dear dear our dear dear gina carano got herself in hot water again because the woman can't keep her mouth shut nope um and she announced on her Twitter, she has joined Parlor, and uh, for those of you not in the in the social media pop culture, know Parlor is basically Twitter for fascists. It didn't start this way, but this is how it has become uh, because they do not. Um, well, they, <laughs> the fascists would call it censoring. Uh, Twitter, like unlike Twitter, they will not take down. A post just because it's controversial, just because it involves nope. racism, or um, you know, or homophobia, or or misinformation. Um, nope, they're they're cool with everything. They're cool with everything. So there has been a mass exodus of extraordinarily right wing leaning people um, to this app, Parlor, so they can say whatever the fuck they want. 
So our dear Gina decided that she needed to also get in on this. Yeah. And yeah. let us let us preface this by saying that, you know, Chris and I are obviously, you know, on the liberal side, yeah, clearly. I am super progressive. But, you know, we also, you know, respect the fact that people can, you know, think whatever they want to, they can say whatever they want to. It's, we're not, you know, trying to dog people for saying what they're saying, necessarily. But, like, mm. Here's the thing. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm happy that people feel the freedom to say these things because I like my fascists out in the open and not hiding in the shadows. I like to know who mm. the bad guys are. You know? I like to know who the bad guys are. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, she officially announced that she's on Parlor. And uh, we saw her liking a bunch of uh, stuff around the election, obviously, and uh, all that good stuff. So <sighs> here's my thing. Do you think Disney's going to do anything about this? Oh, they're going to cut her loose. Really? I think it's going to become too controversial. I, she's she's not... I don't think they're going to hand her more roles. I think they will probably sideline um, Kara, if not kill her off. <laughs> Uh, it's just, it's too, I think it's too hot for them to touch right now, you know, everything. Yeah, because Disney doesn't like drama. No, they don't like drama. And they are, you know, like it or not, they are a liberal-leaning corporation. Um, and this this looks bad. This looks bad for them. Um, this goes against the brand that they're representing right now, that, you know, that they've, they are working and putting out there and that they've transformed into in the last decade. Um, so it's not worth it. I mean, she's nobody. She's nobody to them. They can yeah. Do you think this. that? Do you think that they put the brakes on the uh, Cara Dune solo series? Oh, I I would assume. Yeah, I would assume. I think the only it's... reason that we're getting her now is because they'd already filmed everything before the initial. Oh yeah, actually came out. Season two had already been filmed for a, a while. Yeah. Um, and season three is supposed to be filming either now or very very soon yeah so i don't know yeah, so i wouldn't expect you know i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if rewrites came in and uh miss carano finds herself out of a job yeah which i mean it sucks because like we said before we like the character of cara dune like the character i like her i liked gina carano i think she you know she had a cool interesting yeah. career um she represented a different type of um femininity that you didn't really see very often in hollywood um so this really sucks it just it sucks that she's not a great person yeah it's sad yeah but it is what it is so along those lines if you'd like to continue uh yeah so oh good lord uh, another one, which this one just broke tonight, which is, we're recording this Sunday, by the way, we're on, uh, the 15th of November. So, <laughs> James Arnold Taylor, who voices Obi-Wan Kenobi in basically anything that <laughs> Ewan McGregor doesn't do, <laughs> yeah. um, he, uh, has a parlor, or rather had, excuse me, a parlor account as well. He said that he got it back in uh, July, yeah. and uh, he said that he just thought it was like another form of social media that he wanted to get. Uh, he has since deleted his uh, account because of people finding out about it and then going like, hey, what's this? Yeah. So he put out like a three minute long video too. It's on his Twitter right now. Saying, you know, this isn't, you know, me, this isn't who I am. Uh, you know, I'm really, I'm sorry, basically. And that he did delete his account. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I'm going to yeah. say that he legit didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, I mean, this was before he joined. It seems like he did join up before it really became a, a, a bastion for hate speech. Yes, and he he joined. I think he's around like June or July of this year. So, so yeah. Um, I'll, uh, you know, until we know more, uh, I'll, I'll give him a pass. I don't think he's the he, he's not a Gina Carano. 
No, I don't think so. For sure. Uh, so what comes of it? I don't know. Hopefully nothing. Like I said, he deleted it. He said he's sorry. So he's not doing what Gina's doing, which is still retweeting and tweeting and then, you know, playing it off as it's nothing. Yeah. So he's at least owning up to it and saying, hey, my bad. So I commend that. I'll take that. It Yeah. But like we said, it's still developing. It just broke today. So when you hear about, when you or read the, when you listen to this episode on Wednesday, uh, it may have just blown over completely or more may have come from it by then. I don't know. So we'll see. We shall see. Yes. Um, yeah. Other than that. Yeah. When it comes to Gina, sorry, Gina, this is not the way. No. No, and like I said, we love Cara Dune. That's a really fun character, but it's it's just not a good image for Disney right now to have that be happening with your uh, employees. Exactly. So we'll see what comes of that, too. I don't know. Maybe nothing. Maybe something. Who the hell knows? <laughs> uh, but that about wraps us up for the news section, at least. On the, do you have anything else to add? Because I don't think I have anything else to add. Um... I- I don't believe so. No, that's it. Okay. Well, that's it. Um, that's it. That's we're going to take, <laughs> take a quick break, guys. And then when we come back, we're going to do a deep dive into episode two of The Mandalorian. So stay tuned. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And we're back. Uh, so let's talk episode two, shall we? Yes. Yay. Uh, oh, this man, episode the- was directed by Peyton Reed. And it was fantastic. It was very, it was very enjoyable. It was a wild ride. And, you know, of all of the random episodes to become super controversial... <laughs> this was the one this was the one this was the one and suddenly everybody's on the hate baby yoda tree <laughs> which is ridiculous and we'll get to that trust me we were, we're gonna fully discuss that um but let's let's talk about this episode let's talk about what we liked so i'm gonna let you go first uh so this is a very um kind of insular episode like there's not a lot of there's not a lot of set differences. You know, it kind of happens in only really in like three places. So, you know, we intro in Tatooine and then we're on the ship and then we're on another planet. Um, then we're back in the ship. Uh, so there's not a lot, uh, there's not a lot going on as in like going places the way we did in the very first episode. Um, but so we, we're, we're back, we're back in Mos Eisley. Um, and, um, Mando's still looking for more of his kind, and so he's asking. He's asking around, and um, Amy Sedaris has. She she said she has intel on this, uh, but basically he's going to have to like do her a favor um, by transporting this woman who needs to get to another planet for reasons, um, and she's very you know she's very trusting. She trusts her a whole lot, right? Super trustful. <laughs> um, Basically, he so becomes we, an Uber. Yes, he becomes an Uber. Yes. Oh my god, that's totally what it is. It's Razor Crest Uber. Uh, so he, we, we meet this woman who is like, uh, um, I don't know, like the fire spirit from Frozen Two in in Stop giant it. in giant animorph form. <laughs> she's like a, a gecko. She's a gecko, and she's adorable, and she does not speak basic. She she understands it. But she doesn't speak it. Also, Amy Sedaro speaks whatever crazy gecko language this gecko person right. speaks, which was really entertaining. <laughs> um, so her whole deal is that she has a spouse on a nearby planet, and she has to get her eggs that she's keeping in this like little fish tank to her spouse so that he can fertilize them. Otherwise, their line will in, um, and and she's she's on a time crunch. And the caveat 
to him t- taking her there is that they cannot enter hyperspace. Correct? Am I remembering Correct, right? or else the eggs like explode or something like that. I yeah, think, the, of eggs, the, the eggs will be force or something. Yeah, yeah. So they so, have to go at um, uh, sublight speed. I yeah, believe. Yeah, so is they have to go sublight speed. Um, but she says that her husband knows of other Mandalorians on this planet that they're Correct. headed to. So okay, so Mando's all in. Like this is crazy, whatever. But he's all in for being an Uber driver. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's right. what he is. He's a glorified Uber driver, which is hilarious. Yes. All right. Why don't you pick up from there? So he's he's in this he's in the space. He's he's zoom, he's just zooming along, and all of a sudden he is being tailed by two uh, New Republic X-wing fighters. Yes. And uh, we don't really get to see who they are just yet. We just hear, um, uh commotion you know they're they're saying hey why isn't your transponder on what's yeah what's going on sir and he's like oh um my uh ship is old yeah <laughs> totally totally meant to do that um i'll get that taillight fixed pronto. yeah it it basically is what yeah. it is uh <laughs> and he uh is like yeah i'll get it fixed like well you can fix it now and he's like okay <laughs> sure yeah it's like the, it's like okay. the equivalent of the police officer being like well, i'll i'll follow you to the gas station and uh you, you can fix it there right um so we find out that the x-wing pilots they're played by a gentleman by the name of uh paul sun uh hung lee as captain carson teva and we have our very own dave filoni coming back yeah. as trapper wolf it was so cool. And he doesn't look nearly as uncomfortable as he does in uh, season one when he's acting. So <laughs> he looks way better. Yeah. But it was it was really exciting to see a couple of X-Wings pull up. All badass. You know, like, we, we run this mother now. Yeah. And, was, and so enjoyable. basically they're saying, you know, you're in New Republic territory. You got to have your transponder on. And Mando's like, fuck you. And yeah. so he <laughs> zooms down and crashes into an ice cavern i guess is what you would call it uh trying to evade the x-wings and he's like well do we know what planet it is by the way do we ever get yeah it's so apparently it's the same ice plant that we saw in season one in the very first episode oh really interesting yeah that's what i've read i don't know if that's actually true or not but that's apparently what it is it's not ilum as everyone thought it was (laughs) it's not ilum and it's not hoth no, it's it's a new ice planet, it's people. There's a new ice planet. Another ice planet. <laughs> um, so he crash lands and he's like, "Hey, sorry about that." Uh, but at the same time, he finds out um, baby's doing not some nice stuff. Oh yeah. So meanwhile, while they're like napping, okay, because you know they're going sublight speed and stuff, right? So they're napping and they're trying to, you know, make the time pass. Well, we know that. Baby Yoda is a carnivore, and he is insatiable. Um, so he sees this aquarium full of some tasty snacks. Like Baby Yoda's down to get some space caviar. So and he eats a lot of yeah. Them. So when he's when nobody else is looking, he's just sitting there and he's just popping them in his mouth like a bunch of Pringles. Yeah, and uh, clear. So this is what everyone like flip shit about because they're like he's eating their line, he's eating their lineage. Yeah, which is true. He is. Yeah, he is. But also, don't forget that these eggs are unfertilized, much like you know yeah. chicken eggs that we One, eat. They're unfertilized, so it's literally like space caviar. Okay, it's literally like eating caviar. Two, he's a toddler, and just like my toddler, if he finds shit on the ground, he's going to eat it. Because that's what toddlers do. They are insane. Uh, yeah, so people are, like, they're saying they're canceling Baby Yoda. I'm like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not gonna, shut up. You're you're not canceling Baby Yoda, but okay. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, And we actually, uh, uh, had a poll up about this. Yes. And... (laughs) Overwhelmingly, people have voted that people are far too sensitive. Yes. 
Like, some things are going to be fine, guys, but come on. Come on. It tied for he's a killer, and it's like eating chicken eggs. But those two tied. I kind of I kind of wanted to put he's a killer. He's a murderer. <laughs> Just because it was funny. But he's not. But he's like the fact that Lucasfilm had to address this is very sad because oh people God. are far too sensitive. Yeah, no. Okay, guys, you can be upset about Gina Carano being an asshole, but you can't be upset about Baby Yoda eating caviar. I'm sorry. Right. No. no. Just no. Pick a so, lane. Um, <laughs> pick one, folks. And so he... Uh, <laughs> It's it's ridiculous that Lucasfilm also had to like come in and be like, hey, we want it. it's you know dark humor, and that's what I loved about it. It's really fucked up dark humor, and it's very yeah, funny it to me. Yeah, he's just like popping them left and right, just like mm, eggs, and he's a growing growing child. He's so a growing boy. He's a growing baby, so it makes sense. Um, but yeah, so they crash land, and uh, basically, he's like. I gotta try and fix the ship, and the little frog lady's like, alright, I'm gonna go hop in a hot spring. Yeah, apparently. okay, so the, the ship is just decimated. Like, gaping holes. It's freezing cold. Also, by the way, how lucky are they that they crashed on a planet that has atmosphere? That they can breathe? All right. I mean, that's some force luck there. It, yes. So... <laughs> Here, you, you, you continue, because this is... This is okay, yeah, so good. she's, you know, everybody's freezing. She's a gecko. It's gotta be even worse for her. And her, you know, and her little aquarium of caviar. So, her caviar children. So she wanders off into this frozen cave, and somehow manages to find a hot spring? Again, really lucky. So she, you know, disrobes and... <laughs> We have naked gecko, la- naked gecko space lady in the yep. hot spring with her babies that she's poured out into the hot spring, and she's all chillaxing. Um, and so Mando comes over and he he finds her and he's like, "Yeah, this is not cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we Man, we gotta you, we gotta go. Get your babies. We gotta go. Um, you put and, your clothes on now. Yeah, you put your damn clothes on. Uh, so the child is off. You know." being the child you know he's eyeing he's eyeing the the floating caviar in in the hot springs and mando's like don't even don't even think about it don't do that right so he wonders yeah, she doesn't know yet that he's been eating the eggs like mando knows but she does not know that he has been eating yeah, the children. I... <laughs> so child wanders off and he finds himself in like some skyrim style dungeon with a bunch of other egg looking things um, which immediately had like red flags and warning bells going off in my head because of the immense amount of video games I've played in my life. It reminded me very much actually of the movie Aliens. And similar, yep, very similar to that, yep. Because um, so the way the eggs like, were shaped and how they were all like clustered together and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so we tapped in one and it was all gooey, yucky, and you know, like a thing inside. And this is when it's revealed that it is a giant freaking ice planet spider. And these are all her babies. They're everywhere. People were very triggered by this episode. Oh, I was. I basically did not watch this episode after this point. <laughs> I could did you really watch. not? Yeah, no. I had to. I had to look away. I am super triggered by spiders. I do not like spiders. Oh well. The only spider I can handle is a tarantula because they are fuzzy and cute, and that's it. And every Spider-Man. other spider can fuck off. Kill it with fire. <laughs> so. Oh, well, then I guess I'll take over then, shall yeah, I? So please take over, because I don't actually know <laughs> completely what happened. So, oh my god, this is hilarious. So, basically, yeah, the mama and I'm assuming the papa spider, which, by the way, these spiders, they are concept designs from what Ralph McQuarrie did for spiders on Dagobah yes, in that was a Empire. And they actually became canon again when uh, they were on the show Rebels. Rebels, they had them in there for, like, I think, an episode or two. Ezra controls them with the forest or whatever he does. So yeah, to see them though on an ice planet is really cool. Yeah. So they base so basically all the eggs hatch and it's just I'm very glad you didn't watch this because you would have been traumatized because the spiders just like swarm everyone. Oh god. Oh yeah. No. And the big the big spiders come down crashing down from like the the ceiling basically and 
start chasing after Mando and Gecko and Baby. Uh, which, by the way, one of the funniest things is Mando saying, hey, we gotta go, and then the Gecko lady using her tongue to get the clothes, and not, like, ten seconds later coming back fully dressed and, like, wrapped up. I'm like, Oh, yeah, that was hilarious. I was like, damn, she's a master of the quick change. That's very quick, ma'am. But anyway, uh, so they're running. Uh, Mando, at one point, uses his his flamethrower to torch them all. He kills, I think, one... I think he kills one adult spider, but then, like, the other one... Uh, starts attacking them, and then all the babies get inside the Razor Crest, so he basically seals himself off, and he seals them up in uh, the the cockpit. Yeah. And uh, he thinks they're safe, eventually, but then, like, the big mama spider comes crashing down, breaking the glass of the cockpit, and basically almost eating everyone until all of a sudden you hear all this blaster fire and you're like what thou that be what is that and so turns out the two x-wings found them and they are uh parked and the pilots are out there just uh taking pot shots at all the spiders now how bored were they that they stuck around probably very bored they were super bored you know they, they've been patrolling for weeks and been like damn it nothing happens out here and oh yeah something happens and we are not letting it go yeah and so it was fun also seeing dave filoni shoot at spiders yes it was very funny uh so finally you know mando's like okay well can you help me patch the ship they go no but you can tr- you can fix that transponder and they just leave <laughs> oh, them fuck off yeah basically and I'm like, ugh, okay. Yeah, so, so how did he fix it? He, so he didn't fix it. That's the thing. He goes, okay, well, I can pressurize the cabin to where it can just be us in here and we can just drift basically to the planet. But I thought they were in, I thought they were in the cockpit when they land on the next planet. They are, so th- and they that's how they stay in there. They can only stay in the cockpit because everything else is wide open and torn open, so they can't go inside I the thought, ship. But I thought the spider, the giant spider, had broken the glass in the cockpit. I guess he must have patched it that, at least. No, you're not. Okay. Well, but, yeah, but how I did thought... he do that? How does he have all the supplies to do this? I, how is he even flying I don't know. Anymore? Honestly, the Razor Crest takes a huge beating, like, within, like, an hour of each. Like, it's... This poor ship. I don't know. I don't understand why he wouldn't just be like, I, I, "Bye-bye. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a new ship now." Because, I mean, is there he, is there like needs a new one. an equivalent of space totaled? Like, because I'm pretty sure the Ranger Crest totaled. is totaled. Oh, can you can you write it off total. on your spacecraft insurance and just buy a new Razor Crest? That would be fantastic if they could, but yeah, no, it's totally totaled. I'm total. I'm just. I'm so incredulous about how this thing is even able to fly. It well, it even makes it even funnier with how it got repaired in episode three because that just makes me laugh. Oh my god, I know. Yeah, and we'll get to that. Um. So basically, yeah, he takes off begrudgingly and very carefully, and they start to drift slowly uh, towards the planet with uh, Gecko Lady's husband. Yes. And. Little baby Yoda is on Mando's lap, and they just pan to him, and he's just sitting there, Everybody and then all of a sudden, sleeping. everyone else is sleeping, yeah, he just has his little hand, and slowly comes up, and there's an egg, and he just goes, oh, and <laughs> eats <credits>. it. <laughs> yeah, and then credits. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> they, they, they tripled down on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, like you said, this episode... Didn't really move the plot along a whole lot, but it was still a fun episode until the spiders Yeah, I mean, you know, like we talk about a lot, um, this series is very much world building and character building, which as an episodic adventure series based in the Star Wars universe, it absolutely should be. You know, I mean, this is like, you know, it's like live action Clone Wars here. We're going to get episodes that don't necessarily move the plot, but do give us a lot more information about the universe that we're playing in. And the characters that occupy that universe. And I'm all Agreed. for that. Is it, you know, necessarily as exciting as, say, episode one and three were? 
no, but it's still no. very fun. Yeah, I liked it. I liked also the set design for this, the ice caverns. The... Oh yeah, super cool. It was very fun. It was CGI it was, was terrifying episode. enough that I did not watch half of the episode. And like I said, this episode was directed by Peyton Reed, who did the first, who actually did both of the uh, Ant Man movies. Oh, cool! I did not realize. So that. we got some MCU directorial debut, and uh, besides Taika Waititi, uh, you yeah. now have Peyton Reed. So, well, and John Favreau, I guess. So you have three now. Technically, yes. So, what would you give episode two? Um, like a, like a five. <laughs> I just, I think I'm, I think I'm kind of biased because of the spiders. Because I really, really hate spiders. That's not their fault. It's not their fault. But yeah, five. You know, good world building. You know, more, more characterization of um. Of Mando, you know, he's pretty, he he puts himself on a path, he agrees to do something, and then he will see it through. Come hell or high water, he will see it through. That's very true, it's very commendable of him. Yes. Um, I would give this episode probably a 7 out of 10. Okay, cool. Because the spiders, yeah. the spiders didn't really bother me that much, I thought they were kind of a cool uh, design and look. Now, if I were to see one of those in real life, I'd be scared shitless, but huh, they don't really exist, so. <laughs> um, and also, I love the fact that Baby Yoda just trolled everyone and ate the eggs. That's the best part yeah, of the fantastic. episode. Oh, also, we forgot to mention that uh, Richard Aote comes back as uh, the droid bounty hunter. From uh, the first one, when she, she learns how to communicate with Mando with him. I don't remember that, but okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> So I forgot to mention that, that he comes back as well for a brief little cameo, and it's always good to see him and stuff, because I like him. Uh, okay, so that wraps up episode two, and we're going to take another short little break, and yep. when we come back, we will discuss episode three. So right. stay, stay tuned, guys. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. So we are on to episode three. Um, Oof, this is a huge episode. Huge. Focus on episode three. Excuse me. That was. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah. Was that exactly. was that premature? Exactly. Yeah, you kind of prematurely ejaculated all over that episode. <laughs> did I? Did I jump the gun? <laughs> just, a, just, a, just a tweet. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um. <clears throat> oh my god, there's just, uh, there's so much to this episode that I loved that was you know lot. that weren't even the two big things that happened in this episode. There was just a bunch of stuff that I loved. Oh yeah. Um. So let's. Let's let's break down this episode, shall we? Yep, let's do it. Okay, who directed this episode? Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard. Bada bing. So not only did she give us the introduction of Cara Dune in season one, but she's giving us the introduction of fucking Bo Katan. Yes. In this season, she's got she's got the uh, she's got the power move females down pat. She needs to direct more things for Star Wars, and she I just think needs everyone to direct more things. Agrees. Period, because she's amazing. Also true. Her. Okay, so give give start us down. Start us down this road of, of episode three. Okay, so it's important to note that Bryce Dallas Howard directed this episode because um, so we enter the episode of them coming in hot, basically, to this planet that they have limped to from the ice planet. Um, and Mando's basically like, all right, we've got to enter the atmosphere and let's just hope we don't burn up because, you know, the ship is in shambles. Um the only part that is livable in the ship right now is the cockpit, which they somehow miraculously were able to fix. <laughs> um, so then what we get is a beautiful homage uh, to the re-entry scene um, from Apollo 13, which was directed by Bryce Dallas Howard's father. Um, Papa Howard. Sorry, what? 
Yeah, Ron Howard. Papa so, Howard. Papa Howard, yeah. So that was that was really, really cool. You know, you've got the condensation on the, the cockpit windows and, and the you know the flaming up around the belly of the ship as they as they re-enter, and it's oh it's so cool. It's so cool. So that was a really nice cinemata uh cinematographic nod um to cinema history and to family relations between the Howards. Um very cool. Uh so obviously they do make it uh onto what appears to be like mostly a, a water planet. So it's um, like a fisherman's wharf, basically. Yeah, yeah. So they they basically they come into like New England. <laughs> Not you call it New England. Well, yeah. Okay, so they come into New England. They you know they land on this. They land in New England. They land in space New England, where there's a bunch of Mon Calamarian stuff wearing. Which, by the way, I... yeah. Go ahead. So before. Before you say anything, I absolutely love, first off, the practical effects for the Mon Calamari and the Corrins, that they're all, like, real people and they're not CGI. Oh, yeah. They're gorgeous. They look they look wonderful. And it's funny, because they are wearing fishermen's cable-knit sweaters. That, you know that's going to be, like, one of the top cosplays at Celebration. I love it. I love it so much. I immediately thought, like, could I knit that? I could knit that. <laughs> like, you have fishermen's sweaters and, like overalls and shit and this yeah. is the best thing ever it's fantastic all right so this so they come in hot and they end up basically falling off of, of the landing dock into the water and the, the mongomari who are just you know the dock workers are just standing around shaking their heads like what a dumbass um we're gonna have to deal with this obviously uh they get, right. they get fished out by this giant crane thing which was super which cool. by the way it's on, if you notice, they're on, like, Imperial Walker legs. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering that. I was like, because it looked very reminiscent of a walker. and It looked it like they just sense. cut a walker basically in half, or on the top yeah. part, just cut it off, and then put, like, a crane operator on there. It would make sense if it was either repurposed technology or just, like, similar technology that the Empire also used. Either way, very cool. Very, very cool visual. Mm-hmm. Um, so they bring them up. They get off. They deplane. Whatever you want to say. Um, they Mando, deep plane. They deep plane. Mando tosses some credits at this poor New Englander Mon Calamari in his fisherman sweater, and he's like, "Fix her up." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, okay, sure, okay, yeah." And, and then, then they, we and see then... we see little Gecko Lady uh, yeah. reunite with Gecko her husband, which. I think this is like the happiest ending we've ever gotten in a Star Wars anything. It was super adorable. I will point out that I was a little annoyed that they were pointlessly gendered because she was pink and he was blue. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I see that kind of stuff everywhere. And I was like, oh my god, I can't believe he's blue and she's pink. Oh, uh, who did this? Who did this? <laughs> who who did this? Who did this? But, but like, it's pink. like... They're so cute. It's like the best love story Star Wars has ever had, and that says something. Yeah, it is. It is so much, such a better love story than Padme and Anakin. <laughs> it is. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yes, so I stand Gecko family forever. Um, uh, but and yeah, so, so they, they, they get reunited, but then they also go, so Mando then uh, goes to, I guess, a bar and grill, well, I mean, Gecko Papa point, points him the way because because that was the whole thing. Like he would bring her there, and they knew where the other Mandos were, and so the male Gecko yes. was like, "Go to the go to the chowder." Yes, which if this is like Star Wars New England, what is their chowder made out of? Obviously, whatever those weird tentacle things. I don't know. Space chowder. Is it that, or is it like other Mon Calamari that just like died? It is. It's. it's oh all... no. <laughs> It's a circle of life, Simba. Yes. Soil and green. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah. So he goes to like this cantina bar and grill area, and they like dispense chowder through like a hose in the ceiling, which is disgusting. And every New Englander is like, "Where can I get me one of these?" Right. And so he learns about um a person who knows about some Mandalorians and whatnot, and so he's like, come with me on my ship. Yeah, so he finds and... out like, Cthulhu kind of guys. Yeah, they're the Quarren. Yeah. Who I like to and call the Cthulhu guys, because, come on, <laughs> they're Cthulhu guys. 
That's fair. And we've seen them before in uh, Return of the yeah. Jedi and other Clone Wars episodes and all that stuff. So it's great to see them more in a live action uh, setting. And so he goes on like this, you know. It's like a troll boat. Fisherman. Yeah, basically. And by the way, this is still all shot like basically, I think, on the uh, soundstage. That's crazy. I I think so, especially like the the fisherman, like the the docks and stuff. It's it is insane of what they can do with this technology, and I find it it blows my mind every single time I see an episode like this. That's really awesome. Uh, but turns out the Quarren uh just want the Mando for his armor, and so <laughs> they they punt the baby into oh the like, uh, like kraken creature. Yeah, it was it was like a um. Like water sarlacc, like aqua sarlacc. Yeah, aqua sarlacc. Aqua sarlacc. Yeah. And so, literally, not kicks him in there, and then it eats the baby. Yeah. And no, we're just like, what? <laughs> what? And Mando's trying, and they're trying to like to stab the Mando with their like fishing hook spear things, and then all of a sudden, three of them like drop dead, and the gate opens up. And who do we see reaching out their hand to Mando? Oh, motherfucking Catan. Yes. When I saw her helmet, because I'm like, oh, that's Bo. I, know. I, I know. screamed. It was so a moment. Screaming. I was I was I was super excited. So my my eight-year-old and I who watched the Clone Wars together, we like grabbed each other and started jumping up and down and shouting. And my husband was like, what is happening? <laughs> What what is what is the significance? Yeah, and we're both yelling, "It's Bo Katan!" <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, but well, why is that significant?" <laughs> yeah, people who he haven't seen like the Clone Wars and Rebels and stuff, they really you need to see at least a few episodes regarding these characters, or else you're not going to care about what's going on half yeah. the time. So yeah, I had to give him like the too long didn't read of Bo Katan. <laughs> yeah, uh, and so okay, so you take it from here because you go. Yeah, so, um, and then, um, they basically quickly dispatch of, um, Cthulhu people, and, um, dive, one of them dives in, um, and rescues Baby Yoda's, uh, pram pod, um, which we can assume, uh, immediately shut upon danger, like, Baby Yoda's got the whole, shut the prom, mm-hmm. <laughs> shut the pod down, <laughs> um, uh, so they open it up, and it's dented, but he's fine, he's fine, um, you know. Little knockdown, but he's fine. Um, and then they um, they remove their helmets, and of course we get you know the actual... and Mando gets all offended by yeah. that. Well, we get, so we we get one that is Bo freaking Katan, um, and Katie Sackoff, who is we should say fantastic. yes, played by Katie Sackoff. She who looks perfect for this role. Yes, Katie Sackoff. Also, if you don't know this, she voiced Bo Katan in the Clone Wars and Rebels. And the fact, I think she's the first person who voiced a character in an animated series to also play them in a the live action format. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe. I think because we all, we I mean we got Saw Gerrera in uh, Rogue One, but he was not played by the same person who yeah. voiced him. Obviously, it was Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I, I don't think know she's the first one. A character or not, but. Yeah, so that was pretty, you know, fantastic. You know, if you're a big sci-fi fan, you're probably already a fan of Katie Sackhoff, just because of Babylon. Uh, oh, I almost said Babylon Five. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Um, so yeah, she's super cool. My husband kept wondering when the Cylons were gonna show up. Obviously, the Cylons are not gonna show up. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so we get Bo-Katan revealed, and then. The second female Mandalorian um, was the mysterious figure, both from the uh, the previews, the teaser previews, and uh, we found out that she was uh, like observing them on the dock when they first came in. Yes, and she's played by Mercedes Fernando. Uh, yes, she is the mysterious hooded figure. Um, turns out to be one of the Mandalorians. Um, she's so, not yeah, Sabine. So they, yeah, no, not Sabine. <laughs> not Sabine and not Ahsoka. No, idiots. No, no, no. no. Um, so yeah, so they, they take their helmets off and 
and Mando's about to throw a conniption because, <laughs> because this is not the way. He's going to have an he, aneurysm. Yeah, so he has like a mini Mando aneurysm and is all, you know, up in their grill about, you know, this is not the way. What are you doing? You can't remove your helmet, blah, blah, blah. And they're all like, oh, oh, you're one of those. And yes, we, we find out finally, that he's a child of the Watch. Yes, yeah, so we get reveal that the reason Mando's Mandalorian canon is so different from anything we've ever known before about the Mandalorians is because he's basically part of a religious zealot group that broke away. Yes, and they want to go back to the old ways. And back they want to go back to the old ways. No yeah. one sees your face. No one knows nothing about you, basically. But, like, every other person on Mandalorian who's basically sane and, you know, not crazy is yes. like, nah, it's cool. You can see me. Yeah, have 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 fun with that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They're basically, like, the fundamental religious Mandalorians. Yes, and Bo, you know, said, you're a child of the Watch, which, if you go back to the flashback from season one, he's rescued by Death Watch. Yes. So, so that all comes together makes and sense. makes sense now. Yeah, so now we know. And it makes sense for everything else. Like, you know, that that one little throwaway line answers all of our questions from, like, Rebels, from Clone Wars. Like, it answers everything now, basically. Oh, everything. Yeah. So, that was really nice. So, people, nice so now people can say that Jango and Boba were actually Mandalorians. Because people are like, they're not Mandalorians because they took off their helmets. Well, they are, I guess, now back to being Mandalorians. Well, I don't know. <laughs> we still don't know because they may not have been considered to be Mandalorian. At least Django is. Maybe Boba not so much, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's a it's a feast to the eyes to see Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan and with her short little red hair and her, her uh, headband too. I'm just like, yeah, she looks, she looks perfect. She looks, she looks perfect. great. Yeah. Love it. I was happy, 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 happy. Yeah, and it was it was really it was it was winsome and cool to hear her describe you know who she is that she's the last of her line and it's like you know throwing back to Satine and making us sad and very very sad 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 yeah so wow it was huge it was a huge reveal and then so she's like hey come help us he's like nah so he flies away and there's a really pretty shot of them also flying off the the ship and then they blow it up yeah. It's really, really pretty because the sunset is happening and all these flames and everything. But Mando gets confronted by Cthulhu people and you kill my uh, the Mandos, yes, dispatch with them very quickly. Yes. So they, yeah, they show back up. They rescue him again. Yes. <laughs> and, and then um... uh, basically she's like, hey, I'm looking for something. I need help taking this ship. An imperial ship. Yes, if you help me, I can I can help you with your quest. Basically, a tit for tat. Uh, she's like, hey, it's full of you know, it's full of weapons. It's the Imperials. Let's do this. Come on. And he's like, okay, sure. So he goes and visits Frog Lady and Frogman. Yes, back to the game. And level. yes, he leaves Baby Yoda with them, and he's like, behave, and you know what I mean. And you know Yoda's what like, I mean. Okay. <laughs> Which is the funniest thing ever. Because, you know, the couple's like, what do you mean? He was a great I don't companion. know. I think that she caught on. I think she eventually caught on. Well, I wonder. And then, you know, Baby Yoda just, like, puts his face basically to the glass and is like, I want this. Yes. And then we see the eggs finally start hatching. Yes. Yeah, so cute. Uh, But my thing is, we left them maybe for, like, an hour or two and they're already fertilized and already like growing it's like yeah, oh i don't know they're a super fast moving evolutionary species y'all y'all move quickly i see apparently they do and so uh turns out that all these weapons and stuff they are on a gazanti class ship which we've never seen one in live action before it's very cool uh and so they storm the ship uh take out a bunch of Stormtroopers, and I love one of the Mando's throwaway lines saying, uh, these stormtroopers can't hit the side of a bantha. Yes, wasn't that fantastic? It was great. It was great. And I so... Love, I love the line where they're communicating with the, um, with the cockpit, and they're like, I don't know, there's like ten or more of them. <laughs> and then the other guy, oh, yeah. who's, who's monitoring the ship, he's like, um, it's four life forms? <laughs> it's four, sir? That's, just, that's just it? Four, sir? Uh, and so basically, they storm the ship, they 
get what they ask, get the, they get what they need. Um, Bo is saying that we need to take the ship. We need to, you know, and Mando's like, no, this wasn't a part of the deal. The part of the deal was to get the weapons. And she's like, yeah, but I need the ship because I'm after something that's very important to me. Well, she was like, I've and like of course, the deal. Yeah, we of course we all know what she's talking about, which is the dark saber. The dark saber. And so eventually they get to storm the bridge before the pilot or before the commander gets to take the ship down because he's just like nose diving it down. He's like, well, all right, because yeah, Gideon's well, he like these orders from Moss Gideon. Yeah, 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 Gideon. saying hey, g- goodbye. You can't be you, you can't be compromised. So bye. yeah. Which speaking of which, I absolutely love the fact that they have like their own version of like cyanide capsules in yes, Star Wars. That's what I said that was so cool. Also, Which, terrible you've never seen that before. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. like and you it makes bite sense. into a cap, I guess, and you shock yourself or something. I don't know what it, it is. It but... very much makes sense, but cool. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, and so they storm the bridge, they find out what they need, and then they, you know, are about to go on their merry way, and Mando's like, okay, can I get some information, please? And Bo says, uh, go to this she, planet. He's asked, her to, he's asked her to lead them to the Jedi. Because so he yes, and she's like to return the child. She's like, I can't. I'm on my own thing. But hey, let me let me holler at you real quick. And she goes, you know, you can find this. There's a planet. There's a forest planet. I think is what it's called. I can't remember the, the name of it right moon now. Forest. But it's the forest. Yeah, there we forest. go. And there you will find Ahsoka Tano. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I did not think we were gonna get a Bo-Katan and Ahsoka reveal. In the same episode, and I we screamed even at sure that we too. Get by the any way, of them at all? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I screamed. Uh, which basically means, if I'm doing the calculations right, are we going to see Ahsoka on the next episode? Um, I would assume no. I would think that we'll probably get a travel to episode. I don't know. So maybe two more episodes. I don't know. Because, but anyway, again, the. The Razor Crest is in really rough shape. <laughs> yes, but then we get he comes back to it and he's looking at it, he's like, I gave you a thousand credits and this is what you can do in the Mon Calamari's like, Yes, that's what we can do. It's a trap. It's a trap, yeah. No, it, he, he like he basically furnished it in in Mon Calamari New Englander aesthetic. Like there, yeah, there I don't are, even understand. Like, uh, why are there fishing everywhere. nets everywhere? Why? <laughs> it's the funniest thing. It doesn't make And he any climbs sense. aboard. And he just like oh, he's like fucking Mon Calamari bastards, goddamn it! Well, yeah, I know he, that was like oh, I'm like wow, that was kind of racist. <laughs> I don't know. I know, right? Like, mm. and so like, he takes he off his thousand credits, and he just he just kind of like stapled shit to the sides of the Razor Crest. Yeah. It's best, like the Razor Crest. It's it's seen some shit. Like I don't it's think it's gonna bad. make it much farther. I don't see how yeah. this thing. I don't know how it was able to go to light to light speed, but apparently it could. Right. Yeah. So basically, he takes off. Baby Yoda almost gets attacked by like a Sarlacc face hugger thing. Yeah, what the hell is that? And then I assume it's like a baby one of those things, a baby thing that tried to eat him. I guess it kind of looked like the thing that was in the I chat guess. too. I don't know, but so. He eats his little snacky snack, and they depart begrudgingly. And the Razor Crest is baby, just like God damn it, folks! If you fuck me up one more time, I'm just gonna jettison you both. I don't care. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. And that's it. So I give this one a ten out of ten. Oh, absolutely, super ten out of ten. Yeah. Um, not only because of Bryce Dallas Howard's brilliant directing, but mm-hmm. we get fucking Bo Katan. Yeah, that was amazing. And so amazing. Katie Sackoff plays her. Again. Yeah, it was just perfect. It all felt so right. Oh, this is this is the Star Wars. Even though this talking. was the shortest episode of the series so far or the season so far, excuse me. It was fine. I didn't think it was that short. I didn't didn't, didn't mind the length short. at all. It really didn't. No, it did not. There was there was so much happening and it, yeah. it went really well. It didn't it didn't feel short. And we, got, I agree. We, had, we had so much revealed. Lots of new information. So much. Move the story so, along. Got more world building. Character building. Let me, all the let me ask you a few things then. Yeah. So, 
do you think we will see Bo-Katan this season again since she's after the Darksaber and Gideon has the Darksaber? I would think that might end up being like penultimate episode and finale kind of thing. I want to see her just come in and just kick his ass. Because, so, if the rumors are true that Mando isn't in a bunch of episodes for whatever reason, I mean, maybe we have, like, Bo-Katan rescue team? I don't know. (gasps) Ahsoka and Bo-Katan rescue team. Yes. (laughs) I, so, if this is the truth and he's only in four episodes, that means that this next one might be his last one. Yeah. So, I don't know. We don't know. I mean, so far, all of the rumors that we discussed in our previous episode have come to fruition. Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe he will disappear for a few episodes. I don't know. So, we'll find out after this episode if he will be, you know, in a few more or not, or whatever the case is. Um, so, basically, what I'm, I mean, Ahsoka is inevitable at this point. She's going to show up this season. Like, there's no if, and, or buts about it. I'm pretty sure she's going to show up this season. Yeah, but I don't know if it'll be right away, or if it'll be another one of those, like, very end of the season kind of reveals. Yeah, I don't know what's going to be, but uh, this also raises the question that there was that rumor that Rex will show up as well with Ahsoka. Yes. And since Tamara Morrison has been in it so far yeah he could easily be playing rex as well yeah so we've also got the question of is boba fett gonna show up again when is boba fett gonna show up again yes um personally i just want there to be a bo-katan uh series oh that would be so cool i would watch the crap out of that yeah so if anyone knows anyone at lucasfilm (laughs) let them know that we want to see a bo-katan series (gasps) what if we got Uh, bo-katan in the obi-wan series I would not be mad at that. Nope. And by the way, Bo-Katan is supposed to be maybe in her like late forties, early fifties, and she's still being played by Katie Sackhoff, who looks amazing. So well, Katie Sackhoff is in her late forties. Oh, is she really? Um, I feel she like look it. Well, she was in her twenties in. She's probably in her late twenties. In um, what's it called? Uh, the other show. Battlestar. Um, Battlestar, yeah. Katie Sackhoff is 40. Sorry, she's 40. She looks great, so... I mean, and we could assume that Bo-Katan was maybe like 20-ish. Maybe. I don't know. Is there an official... Is there an official... Age, age of hers? Her? I don't know. Yeah, not, not, not to sure. my knowledge, but... Also, I just learned that, um... Katie Sackhoff's partner is Carl Urban, so that's cool. Was Carl Urban. Oh, yes, I see that. Was Carl Urban. Oh, man, that's sad, because he's awesome. (laughs) Um, Also, she's in a show on Netflix called Another Life, and uh, I thought it was really good. So if you haven't seen that, go check it out, because it's fantastic. Yeah, um, my husband mentioned that one to me, and I've been meaning to check it out. I need to get back into that. Uh... I really enjoyed it. But anyway, um, we're not here to plug that show. <laughs> Anywho. We're here, to pro- we're here to plug our show, which you can find us on Twitter at Echo Station Cast. Um, and you can get us our podcast. Uh, you can get it wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, just type in Echo Station and we will come up, listen to all of our fun stuff. Uh, Chris, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at The Dirt Witch or on Instagram at Chris Jaded. And you can find me uh, on Twitter at IRTurner, or you can find me on the uh, Instagrams and the Facebooks at House of Turner Cosplay. Uh, like I said before, our Twitter is uh, Echo Station Cast. Uh, give us a follow. Let us know that you like us. We hope you like us, at least. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but I really cannot wait for the rest of these episodes, because if they're going to be like episode three and one and even two then i think this season is going to be topping the season one for sure yes absolutely it has been it has been a like, well no question. So far, and i am 
very much looking forward to the rest of it. Yes, and just kill off Cara Dune and replace her with Bo-Katan. Oops, sorry. Oops. Whoops! No, Whoops. don't kill her off. Maybe kill her off. I don't know. But I don't bring want her, I don't want her to die because that's like yet another loss for Alderaan. But she's just yeah. she's gonna have to go away. She's just got to go away somehow. Bye bye. Seems like an expedition that she doesn't come back from. She just doesn't come back. Yeah. Um. But that wraps us up here, guys. Uh. We will catch you next time with more Mandafetso on episodes uh four and five because we're doing two at a time so it'll be easier for you guys to do it that way uh but until then may the force be with you may the force be with you Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.